You are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of rosé. We are just two friends who love murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine as well. <laughs> That's just what we do. This is the book club podcast that you, you never, never knew you wanted. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And today we are discussing Eat Brains Love by Jeff Hart. Yes, we sure are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get into that, yes, we are drinking today. So Megan picked this out, what, like a few months ago? Like literally the beginning of summer. Yeah. So it feels like a year ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> But if any of you remember, we did um, Dusty's, Dusty's Diary. Dusty's Diaries 1. And we were going to, we tried to do Dusty's Diary number 2, so she picked out this zombie wine, but then we can never find Dusty's Diary number 2, so we've been putting it on hold, and now we have a zombie book. Yes, and you know what? It just didn't break the budget. <laughs> um, I found this wine for like $3, Man. so um, hopefully it tastes as good I hope you were covered financially. The- Oh, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, this one is called "It Is the Walking Dead Sauvignon Blanc, 2016." And here's the description: An epidemic of apocalyptic proportions has swept the globe, causing the dead to rise and feed on the living. In a matter of months, society has crumbled. There is no government, no grocery stores, no mail delivery, no cable TV. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Luckily, there is wine. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and this is a... Ooh, we about to get fucked up, Megan. Yes. This is a 13.5 ABV. Hey, and it was only $3? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I hope it tastes good. I do too. Even if it doesn't, we drink it anyway. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, gotta pop this baby open. Just how fitting it was to find a zombie themed wine. We just had to find a zombie themed book. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was nice. It was like a high pitched one. It sure was. <laughs> it was just ready to pop on out. Yeah. All right. Ugh. Beautiful sound. We're going to do somewhat classy pours tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Because so, usually we're all the way classy, but somewhat classy is fine. No, usually we're not classy at all. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were just trying to save us? Uh-huh. My bad. I'm like, no, we aren't. <laughs> We're definitely, like, split the bottle in half kind of poor type of gals. Actually, fuck it. There's not enough left in this bottle. (laughs) We're going back to the classy, classiness. Got it. Cool. This is our M.O. Yep. I don't know why I tried to be somewhat classy. Hey, it's okay. Next time, you just got to do, like, the quarter cup pour. And we clink. And drink. You know what? For three dollars, this not, wine is kick-ass. Not bad for three dollars. <laughs> have I had better Sauvignon Blanc? Yes, sure have. 
But this is not, I don't hate it. But for 13%, 13.5 and $3, a winner. Let's oh, just not wake up with a headache. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Okay. All right, let's get into this. What you got? Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I was about to go right into the question. No, we got to learn a little bit more about our book. Oh, so yeah. this week, it's Eat, Brain, Loves by Jeff Hart. Um, it is the book number one in this series. And so let's just let's just go into it. Um, Jake Stevens was always an average fly under the radar guy, the kind of guy who would never catch the attention of an insanely popular girl like Amanda Blake or a psychic teenage government agent like Cass. But one day during lunch, Jake's whole life changed. He and Amanda suddenly locked eyes across the cafeteria. And at the same exact instant, they turned into zombies and devoured half their senior class. Now, Jake definitely has Amanda's attention, as well as Cass's, since she's been sent on a top-secret mission to hunt them down. As Jake and Amanda deal with the extrin... What is that word? Extraneous? Sure. Guilt of eating their best friends, <laughs> Cass struggles with a growing psychic dilemma of her own. One that will lead the three of them on an epic journey across the country and make them question what it means to be truly alive or undead. Eat Brain's Love is a heartwarming and bloody blend of romance, death pan humor with a suspense of fans of Isaac. Marion's warm bodies will devour. Okay, so I guess they kind of like base us off of warm bodies. I don't know if you ever watched that. I did. I love that. It makes a lot of sense now. Like, I didn't read this before, but it makes sense now. Read that last part again. So, it says, uh, Eat Brains Love is a heartwarming and bloody blend of romance, death, pan, humor, with a suspense of fans of Isaac Morons. I don't know if I said his name correctly. Warm bodies will devour. Oh, I missed that last part. Okay, that does make That makes a lot of sense, sense now, yeah. Right. With its irresistibly dry and authentic teen voice, as well as a zombie apocalypse worthy of AMC's The Walking Dead. Nice. Hey! <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> Fuck yes. This irrelevant paperback original will leave readers dying for a sequel this coming summer in 2014. Well, <laughs> luckily, it's 2020, so we have access to the sequel. Yes. But how right. awesome was that? Who would have thought the perfect wine was saved yes. months ago? And I actually really loved Warm Bodies. I didn't read it, but the movie was fantastic. Oh, I didn't know it was a book. But no, I, I didn't know I, it was a I, book either. I loved the movie. Maybe we need to, like, on our own, read the book, just in yeah. general. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Will and I went on a date to watch it one time. I think we went and saw it on Valentine's Day. Oh, how romantic. It was, it was the cutest zombies fall in love story <laughs> the only reason i really like that movie is because the the actor the main actor mm -hmm. he was he's british and part of one of my favorite british tv shows right now i'm just blanking on, on the, the name. name of that show <laughs> but because i watched that that show religiously yeah i watched the movie and i was just like in heaven nice but yeah cool how funny it kind of fits all categories yes Okay, so um, let's just dive into it. Yep. So, what do you got for me? Okay. Um, so, first thing I want to know is how did you like the layout of the book with going in between Jake and going in between um, Cass? 
I thought it was uh, really interesting to get both of their perspectives, mm-hmm. especially when Cass, because Cass is a psychic. Uh, you, you should already know that because you should have read this book. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if not, Cass is a psychic, so yeah. pretty fucking badass on her. Um, which is part of her job in this government agency. Which the government agency is called the NCD. I don't remember exactly what it... It's like the necrotic control division. Something like that. Something like that. They control zombies. That's all we need to know. But what her job is, whenever there's a zombie attack, she goes and tries to get some psychic vibes from the zombies so that they can find them and kill them. She's like controlling the pandemic. Yeah, and then anyone who witnessed the attack, she goes into their mind and helps. They create a a cover story, and she goes into their minds to make sure that they're believing the cover story. Yeah. And she kind of helps manipulate their memories. But anyways, um, I enjoyed, obviously I enjoyed Jake's just straightforward perspective Mm -hmm. from everything. And then I enjoyed Cass's because not only you're getting her, like, first person point of view, you're also getting, she's so connected to Jake psychically, you're getting a little bit more of Jake through her. I thought that was just so creative because sometimes when she would peer into his mind, um, literally the next chapter, it would take off, like, yes. when she was peering. And I thought that was such a creative ar- uh, autistic art. Artistic. Artistic. There we go. <laughs> Touch that just the author put in there that just led the book so great. It was such an easy read that way. Yes, I really, I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. Okay. So this wasn't your typical zombie story. What differences did you notice about these particular zombies compared to other zombies? Um, I thought it was really interesting that um, they appear to be human at times. Mm-hmm. So when they had their fill of human organs uh-huh. they were human like but as soon as they were hungry again they zombified yep that was something very unique and something i've never seen before in mm-hmm. any movie or any other zombie book that i've read yeah because i do love to read zombie type-esque books mm-hmm. especially romantic zombie books yeah but um i thought that was really unique and just how they can transition between the two and how they could look like you and I. Mm-hmm. And then the next moment be gray and almost deteriorated. Deteriorated. I can't talk today. You're, you're fine. <laughs> but the interesting part about them is, so in a couple of times in this book, the zombies might like lose a vital organ, get shot, um, all of those like things that would kill us. Right. But as soon as they ate human flesh, they would regenerate whatever was lost. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting and something that I've never ever seen before. Yeah. Um so I wrote down just a couple that I op- just kicked over the wine bottle. <laughs> so that was obviously a big difference that I noticed. Um but I also noticed that, you know, most zombie stories, like, the whole world has already kind of come to an end. Oh, yeah. You're right. And this one, everything is pretty much going on as normal because they have this government agency that's trying to kill the zombies and they change, um, they manipulate non-zombies' minds. They're just trying to cover it as much as they can and handle it so the yeah. actual, like, public 
doesn't flip out. So the most of the population is just going about normal life. Like there isn't like a apocalyptic like notion of this story. Like mm-hmm. everything, society and everything is still going about as normal for those that don't know <laughs> about the zombies. Um, and then uh, the whole like secret government agency thing in and of itself was like a new thing like where they're they know about the zombies and they're going down and like hunting them down i've never seen that in a book or show. it was very unique and the way that people became zombies uh, which is my next point so let's go okay. ahead and get into that <laughs> perfect so how do you think having sex turned into a pandemic where you could become a zombie how do you think it even started or happened I have no idea how it started or happened, but I guess it's like any other virus or is it sexually probably, transmitted disease, it def- infection. Yeah, it's it's obviously it had to be some sort of mutation, probably of an existing sex STD. So I'm just like, how did it even begin to even get to that? I don't so know. So weird. <coughs> I have zero guesses on how, but. Um, do you have any, um, necromancy? That's my guess. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, that literally just came to my mind. I'm very yeah. curious of like, you know, what if someone, you know, is, yeah, that's a good, that's a good is one. Is into dead bodies and, you know, they go and the perform an act. That's a great they, thing. They, they carry the disease on their genitalia and then they go to a, they go have a living partner. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it got passed that way. I'm. I feel mm. so genius right now because I didn't what? think about this earlier. I'm just calling it. That's what happened. Perfect. <laughs> so, you know, necrophilia. And this was not actually one of my actual questions, but just like yeah, going off of the whole sexually transmitted disease thing, do you think that was just a fun, different way for people to become zombies that the author did? Or do you think he was maybe trying to like use this as a – Teenagers shouldn't have sex. Maybe yeah. a little bit of both. I could see both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, this is creative. Something brand new. Zombies haven't yeah. turned into this way before. It, uh, it never has been, like, transmitted in a way that you haven't ever been bit by an actual zombie. Yeah, usually you had to be bitten in order. And that's – they're already fully zombie. You're bitten. and You become zombie. And now you know you're zombie. <laughs> but it could, like, now that you've said it, it could be underlying tones of trying to discourage teenagers because this mm-hmm. is, you know, all the characters in it are still in high school. Like, that maybe it's trying to discourage them from having unprotected sex because it comes down to yeah. it was unprotected sex that turned yep. them into zombies. And I think some of the zombies, they weren't all teenagers, but definitely the main characters were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So since this, I think it was more geared toward teenagers, I'm wondering... Was that a deliberate choice or? Could have been. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Here's my next question. Okay. What are your thoughts on the cover up story they came up with, which was a school shooting? Do you think there was an alternative story they could have used? Oh, yeah. So um, do you agree with the zombie high school attack being chalked up to a mass shooting? (laughs) So cool. Get out of my brain. I asked first. Okay. <laughs> can you can you reread your specific question? Yes. So I answer <laughs> exactly. 
All right. What are your thoughts on the cover-up story they came up with? And do you think there was an alternative story they could have used? Um, First off, it's really fucked up uh-huh. that they use that as their cover-up story because it was over 20-plus bodies. And wow, that's just so much. And the mangledness. And especially they took it to the next level and said that they captured the shooters. Uh-huh. But even, like, as we found out later, the families of Amanda and Jake thought they were just in custody the whole time. They yeah. had no idea that they – all of this happened. So I feel like later along the line, it's going to cause a big rift, and mm-hmm. there's going to be more problems. But at the same time, thinking about it, how else can you cover that up? I know. Like, I didn't like it. For Okay. So for one, it's it's just sad that in our society – that that is such a believable it is cover up because it's something that like our nation's children learn how to duck and cover or hide mm-hmm. in the classroom due to mass shootings and it's just beyond ridiculous so it's really sad that that is just a thing that you can go to and that it's easy like you're in a school and more than one person is hurt you can so easily blame it on that so i like i'm not mad at the author for choosing that um that method Mm -hmm. but i think it says more about the society than it does the author like that is just such an easy thing to go to but at the same time where i don't i don't like it i don't know how else you would explain it well in this dystopian world like okay so sure you get half mold by a zombie i'm coming in to check on the body to identify of my child Mm -hmm. how are you going to explain that next part when all there is is an arm or a leg, or they're half chewed to death. How do you explain well, it's a mass shooting? That's where uh, Cass came into play. Okay, well, sure. She, she was able to manipulate their memories and the things they saw. But we didn't see the parent side. We only saw the students that were left that I that were part of it. Right, but I think it was um, understood that they manipulated all the parents' minds, all the students' minds, everyone. So fucked up. Everyone that's involved in this, they manipulated their minds to think it was just a shooting. So it's not like they just came in and saw, like, their child mauled to death, and then they're like, oh, it was just a bullet wound. That's not what happened. Like, their whole memories are just 100%, like, changed and manipulated. It's just so crazy. (laughs) It is crazy, but I, I don't know if there is any other rational explanation i mean besides like a a serial killer coming in i mean i guess the most logical one is a mass shooter someone getting angry took it out on their peers and the the zombie not the zombies yeah but jake and amanda did kill a lot of their friends initially Uh Mm -hmm. so it would be easier to say that they were angry they shot their friends my only other if I had to come up with a logical thing, it's really not logical, but, like, there could be, like, a poisoning because they were at lunch. There, Oh, yeah, could, there have, could been. have been. a poisoning of their food or something. But I think that's harder to explain. pinpoint, yeah. And I think that would have required more of an investigation. Okay, yeah. So, I guess, I guess really the shooting is, uh, unfortunately, the most logical. Logical. It's probably why our author chose to do yeah. that because, I mean, goodness, what else are you going to yeah. say happened? But again, it's just so sad that, you know, that is such an easy, like, thing and sucks. people wouldn't believe it. Like We live in such a sad society. <sighs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's take a big drink to that because yeah. fuck that shit. Fuck, sorry, I went sad. And whatever. 
It was sad but logical. Okay. Um, so my next one for you, because, well, we already went through my zombie one. What were your thoughts on Jake and Amanda just as, like, characters learning that they were zombies and just, like, their moral compass of who they were? I really liked both of them. Okay. A lot. Like, I understand in the real world that they Amanda was super popular, and I don't think Jake was, like, super, like, unpopular. He was definitely just more of He was a, just, like, he smoked a shit ton of weed, skipped classes, kind of yeah. like, you know, your average... Doing his own thing. Yeah. Not necessarily a loner, but not concerned about... He just to give a fuck. Being in the it crowd. No fucks given. Yeah. Um... So I think in real life, you know, they they probably would never have ended up being friends. But the fact that they both went through this and they had to bond together and, like, figure out what's going on. And they both instantly worked so well together. And then you get to learn a little bit more about each of them as people in general. And their backstories. It kind of, like, made more sense of who they were. Yeah. And so I, I enjoyed getting to know both of them as separate characters. And the fact that, you know... Uh, Amanda wasn't, just because she was popular, she wasn't the, you know, automatic, like, hoity-toity, I'm too good for you. Like, she pretty much immediately gave Jake a chance and was like, we're in this together. We saw little glimpses of that, but not, like, full-on, whole big diva kind of scenarios. Yeah, Exactly. And she warmed up to him pretty quickly. She trusted him pretty quickly. And I really enjoyed... um, their relationship and friendship growing. It was kind of beautiful to watch it go yeah. from absolute nothing because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book, Chaz, Amanda's boyfriend, right. was about to like kick the shit out of Jake and she stopped him and then how ironic that they end up this being each a- other's own allies yeah. and just watching it go from nothing to like a full blossomed relationship was yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And- yeah, they had a few little, like, differences here and there and whatever, but I think for the most part, they, um, I don't know, I guess we already said it. They made it work. Right, they made it work. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Well, that was perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Which characters did you like the most and which did you like the least and why? Okay. So I definitely really liked our girl, Cass. Um, it was really interesting to hear that she was psychic and that she was the, like, teenage age, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. She was maybe a sophomore or junior in high school. And she's 17, the youngest one in this, in the government agency. Yeah, and so she's kind of a badass bitch. Drink oh. Sherry. And us. And us. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, took on so much responsibility on her shoulders so young. Uh-huh. And it was amazing to just to see, like, her progress psychically, psychically uh-huh. throughout the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, it was really interesting to see her just grow. Yeah. Um, um, I don't really have, like, a, oh, no, I do have at least favorite character. Let's be real. Alistair uh-huh. was a fucking asshole. Yeah, dickwad. That was a mind, like... He would, like, go into people's minds and fuck them up or look into things without permission. Mm-hmm. He just seemed like a slimy, slimy douchebag yes. that I would never want to be friends with. He seemed like a creeper. Like, I honestly thought, like, the way he was talking to Cass, I thought he was, like, some sort of pedophile-esque because mm-hmm. he was just so creepy 
And he went over boundaries. And even at times, he was, like, creeping up into her mind. Yeah. And then when... He definitely crossed way too many boundaries. Yeah. And he showed his true, like, psychic form at a very inappropriate time to Cass. And, like, completely, like, took over her whole mind and, like... Yes. It's just so inappropriate. And we're going to get into more about how inappropriate this fucker was. But he was just not a nice dude. And the moment I met him to the moment of his thankful demise, hopeful, we haven't read the next book. We'll get there. But just just (laughs) dickwad. That's exactly what he is, a dickwad. I agree. Can we cling to that? Yeah. What a dickwad. What a dickwad. (laughs) Mm. Okay. Next one. (laughs) Do you think Cass went overboard always peeping into Jake's mind? So, yes, I do. Okay. I was going to say yes and no, but really that's just me rationalizing for her. Um, I think she did go overboard, but I guess I can say the reason I think why is for some reason she connected with him. They're they're of the same age, and I don't know mm-hmm. if she, I don't know if they said outright said this, but I think maybe this was the first time maybe a zombie was like someone real close to her age and like things that she might have been going through. Yeah, I don't know if that was implied or if I just and it was the I first made that up different type of zombie. This is the first one that like really thought through his actions and that kind of like appealed to her too. Yeah, I think for some reason. Their minds melded more than she's ever connected with any other zombie that she's had to help track down. And she's still a teenager. And she's a teenager. <laughs> he's a teenager. They, you know, theoretically should have been going through the same classes, the same experience, you know, going to prom, football games, like whatever. They, sh- they were, this is the person she connected with. And I think, you know, she developed, even though she didn't know him as a real person, she developed a crush. Yeah, I thought it was super cute. And I, if I were a, a psychic at 17, I probably would have gone, stepped over the boundary and peered into my crush's brains way too much. She too. just, like, lost her, at her chance of childhood yeah. or her teenage years. And even, like, you would hear her talk about being so adult because they made her grow up. Right. But, you know, she still had those tendencies. Like, you know, she still is a teenager. Uh-huh. She still has all those hormones going crazy. So I think she kind of developed a crush because she was like, this was the first zombie that was like, why did I do that? I hate that I did this. Like, she realized, you know, he didn't want to kill all of his friends and classmates. It was just a, he has the disease or whatever you want to call it. It overcame him and he had no control of it. I like how she rationalized it to that. He had no control. He had no control. And that's so true. And once they started to learn more about it, especially when they ran into the other zombies and they were kind of got like a lesson of how to maintain your control, they realized, you know, as long as I can control my hunger, I can actually control my actions. Like, I don't have to go kill a bunch of people. I can just rationalize eat animals in between yeah like as long as i'm not seeing red because remember they described it as before going uncontrollable and that was a different aspect of just zombies in general Yeah, they would see literally see red and it once they got to that point there was really no controlling their actions yeah so 
I think this was the first time that she realized that, you know, she was trained to just believe, oh, zombies are bad. You have to track them down and kill them. This was her first glimpse and to go, oh, they're actually, they're still sort of human. Like, identify with that. I'm human. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I think that that made her question, is what we're doing right? Yeah. Should I keep doing this? And then because they're the same age and I think. Maybe they had things in common. I don't know. But she developed, obviously, a crush. And she even admitted herself with an obsession. Yeah. And so, and she found herself even jealous as Jake and Amanda were getting closer. And she would, you know. Peep in. Peep in. And she made him, like, throw up at yes. one point. <laughs> yes. Kissing Amanda for the, the first, first time. time. They had, like, their little That was hilarious. Kiss. <laughs> and it was so funny that, because the way they describe it in the book you the first you hear about it is from jake's perspective like we're in this bathroom we're locked eyes we're making out it's hot and heavy and he's like oh shit i don't know what happened but i threw up all over her (laughs) and then right after that they go into Cass's, and she's like shit i i don't know why i peered into his mind again and of course he's making out with amanda and i got and she's like and i was like so jealous and then she disconnected and then she goes did i just make jake throw up <laughs> and you're like because you didn't know that it was a her no but it made so you're much like, sense oh like her psychic like powers and energy was in him and she was getting so jealous and worked up that like that energy went through him and literally made him throw up on him <laughs> so something i like i just briefly <laughs> want to point out is um that this book nicole and i both read Instead of listening to the audible version, which we usually do, and it's yeah. so incredible right now, even after reading how on the same page we are, yes. and I just wanted to point that out <laughs> because usually we don't um, have time to physically read books, and let's be real with our cla- crazy lives yeah. and schedules right now. I'm buying a house. I'm moving in. My life is super crazy. Yeah. So just like us reading the book and still getting the same things out of it. It is really crazy. I'm I'm really impressed with us right now. Me too. <laughs> I just needed to point that out. Okay. So I only have two more questions for you. Um, this one. What were your overall thoughts and feelings for the book? My overall feeling was this was a fantastic book. I really enjoyed it. Um, I wish I didn't have to rush through it reading-wise as much mm-hmm. as I did. But I really enjoyed just the uniqueness of it learning a different realm of zombiehood and Uh the love connection i do love a good romance book i was definitely wanting Cass and jake you know to be together forever but then we have amanda (laughs) but i liked amanda but i didn't like amanda so i like you know in my head i was just like go Cass, get with jake yeah. But at the end, obviously that wasn't the the case, but maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed this read. It was really easy. The level of it mm-hmm. um was very easy to read. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It was a I mean, if if I were a person who could just sit down and like on a Saturday and read all day, then I probably could have finished it. No, for sure. Like, this is such it, a It was quick a short book. it was a short quick book. But that's not how I operate. I have a life and I do a lot of other things and same with you. So my time when I read is always at bedtime. So it takes me longer to get through it because, you know, I might read one one night I might read 30, 40 pages and fall asleep. Another night I might only read 10. 
And then I'm uh-huh. like, I just cannot keep my eyes open. Yep. And so it was, I was also wondering, because I'm reading it as I'm falling asleep, I was like, I don't really remember this book as well. Well, you've done great. I know. I was really impressed with myself. I feel like it's just one of those things that, like, when you start discussing it, it brings up yeah. what you thought you forgot or didn't remember. Because I read, I have read so many books just on my own before bedtime. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I had to just tell you about it on, like, if it was right afterwards, I could probably tell you the gist. But with you not having read it, too, like, it's not going to bring up extra points. So I think the fact that with you have, having read it with me... It helps me recall. We like feed off to feed off of each other for yes. sure. So it was definitely a different process and harder to do. Like it took longer, but I'm impressed with my memory. <laughs> I'm too. Okay, so I have a few more for you. Okay. Um, what were your thoughts on Alistair's secret zombie controlling mission? And did you ever suspect it to backfire? So, as we mentioned earlier, you know, Alistair is actually a big dick. Huge um, dick. I mean, hopefully he has a tiny dick, but, like, in the metaphorical and, sense, he is a big dick. But not in the good way. No, not in the good way. He hurts your vagina. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're five. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um. We're fine. <laughs> So what he has um, started to do is instead of wanting to kill the zombies, he wants to capture them. And then, because as we mentioned earlier, like when they are shot or harmed in any way, like they could lose a limb or Jake at some point had like his whole stomach, like the middle of his stomach. Can you just imagine a big hole in it? (laughs) It was just a shotgun like right through his middle. But he was still undead but he was missing that whole section of him he like regenerated but parts of his body once he fed everything would be regenerated and he would look (laughs) completely human so what alistair was doing was he was capturing them and he was um he was somehow managing them to stay in their zombie state not feeding them enough yeah. Because you have to feed enough on a life force to gain life force back in yourself. Right. But he would um, connect them. Like, look, I'm trying to think of it in, like, normal terms. Like, if I was to give blood to you, like, straight to you, like, if I had, like, you had a tube in you and I had a tube in me and we were just, I was giving you my blood, like, literally directly. We're just, like, holding our arms up yes. to each other. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> each I'm other dem- blood. I, I am demonstrating this. I'm sorry you don't see it. <laughs> but if we had just a tube from like arm to arm i figured that that's kind of what it was but it, you know alistair wasn't getting anything from the zombie obviously he was feeding the zombie his life force blood blood so i think he was and he was feeding him just enough to keep him not super dead zombie Yes, but not human either. Like, in a really weird state of decomposing, but, like, stuck at that point of decomposing. And because he was always, because the zombie was always being fed by Alistair, he was basically training him like you would a puppy. Yeah. Like. Like his little bitch. I'm the one that feeds you. I'm, you're going to do what I say. 
Like, that's kind of a mentality, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you do this, I'll give you a treat. Mm-hmm. If you sit, I'll give like, you a treat. I think they even chalked it up to, what is it, uh, Mavlo's, I can't remember the exact name, but um, there's a scientist, Pad, Pad, Pav? Pavlov? Pavlov. I was so Pavlov. close. Pavlov. Something like that, where he trained Pavlov. different dogs yes. based on different bell uh-huh. systems, and I think they even mentioned it in the book. Yes. He was like, that's what I'm doing, and it works. Yes. Pretty much. Exactly. And so that's what he wants to do. So no, no longer is the NCB. Sure. Is that the team? Let me look back at my notes because I don't have my memories. <laughs> Yeah, NCD, you right. Right, the NCD agency no no longer is their mission to track the zombies down and kill them. Now they're to track them down but save them because Alistair is wanting to create basically um, weapons. A military soldier group of zombies, which (laughs) that has to go well, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, And then for the backfiring... Um, I didn't know for sure that it would backfire, but I'm... Did you have a gut feeling, though? I mean, based on how the story was going, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'm really glad it did as well. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I hope he dies in that field and doesn't, um, for some reason, regenerate in the next book. Okay, so my next question yes. is about the very end. So if you have any more leading up to then, let me know. Okay, let's see. Um, really quickly, did you ever think there was a really a zombie cure out there in the world? Um, well, since there are more books, I'm hopeful, but I'm also doubtful. Okay, next question. <laughs> Do you agree with Cass giving up the lesbian couple in lieu of Jake and Amanda? Um, I mean wasn't happy about it but i understood she had to give him something same same you know like there was no way for her to not give up anybody in that situation she had to kind of pick and choose and unfortunately they're the ones that got chosen and she had that connection with jake so yeah and then my oh my last question let's discuss the ending of the book and Chaz and all of that so go ahead all right my last question how do you feel about the ending? And do you have any predictions about the sequel? My next question after that is, what are your predictions about book two? <laughs> so get out of my fucking head. All right. Well, since it was technically my turn to ask the question, you get to go first about the ending. Um, I thought the ending was really interesting, um, especially when the NCD was trying to control Chaz to get Amanda and Jake. Mm-hmm. Completely backfired. And then we have all these... What was it, Iowa? The Iowa zombies? Iowa zombies, her super rogue, do whatever the fuck they want. I, I'm talking country because I feel like <laughs> they're all super hick, like, fuck it. They were definitely in a cornfield. Yeah, so they go in and they just completely demolish the NCD staff. I did not expect that at all, but I was, I loved it. I thought it was really interesting, but I also understood and I keep calling the, them the lesbian couple, and I'm, I I apologize for calling them that. I just don't remember their names. I didn't take notes. They were a lesbian couple. It's fine. That's Yeah, that's what they were. They said that there were bad zombies in Iowa. And so it made sense that later on that these were the zombies that just didn't give a fuck, had no morals, mm-hmm. that completely just, like, zombified in their own way, wanted to destroy human. Ooh, 
the human well, race. Real fast. I had I just remembered another point when like at the beginning when I asked yeah. about the differences in like zombie like stories. Mm-hmm. Um in most zombie stories, it's the like the humans are hunting not really hunting the zombies, but they're fully aware that the zombies are out there and they are hunting and trying to kill yeah. the zombies. Where in this one, um the zombies were not in such an quote unquote undead state where they weren't just being tracked down, they were also able to hunt the humans. Which is kind of terrifying because at some point, like if there is no cure for zombieism, then yeah. the human race is obviously going to die off and then zombies are going to die off. So and there like, has to be a balance at some point. So, for example, in The Walking Dead, since that's the wine we're drinking, you know, zombies they will attack humans but it's only if they're like in their direct path you know like yeah they, they don't they can't actively like search out a human they have to be in their direct mm-hmm. path like right in front of them or whatever where these zombies once they are fed they still have their full mental capacity and as you mature more as a zombie you have more and more recollection of yeah. what you did as we learned throughout the book yeah so and i only brought that up because of the iowa zombies yeah like they're able to kind of form like a sort of like army like, of their own like a gang a gang yeah yeah where they're like oh the government's trying to kill kill our kind fuck the government let's Let eat them all yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so i definitely thought that was a really interesting scene with the chaz running in trying to capture them and then we have all the iowa zombies coming in mm-hmm. demolishing the scene yes and then we have Tom, um, Cass's caregiver, show up at the end. And then Cass's one big thing to Jake. And I thought it was really cool that she, like, cool and weird mm-hmm. that she collapsed in his arms because she has a crush on him. But he barely knows who she is. Exactly. But he had that connection to, like, okay, I'm going to, like, like, go with like, it. He was like, I feel like I know you, but I don't know why. Like, she had been in his head, and he didn't know that. Exactly. And so he did. Or maybe subconsciously he did, because he saw her in a dream. But he also saw her twice. Yeah. Like, in real life. And so it was not like, I mean, obviously they never spoke, but she wasn't like a 100% stranger, because he'd seen her. But, you know, in his mind at first, and she was part of the tracking him down and killing him team makes me wonder because she was so psychically in his mind that's why he dreamed about her because she left an impression she definitely did and so i think that's why he probably chose to trust and help her without actually knowing her because she had left that imprint on his brain yeah and now at this point she's gonna help get them to iowa which now she realizes she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing so I was a little irritated by the ending. Amanda was such a bitch. Sorry, at the ending. My bad. Was she? She was just really rude. Like, let's kill her. Let's kill her. Why do we need her? Let's kill her. Oh. And that irritated me. But I, guess- I did appreciate Jake, like, calming it down and taking control. And- it didn't irritate me because um, Amanda knows nothing about Cass. And Amanda's True. mind, Cass is one of the government's. Yeah, who's been hunting yeah, her down yeah. this whole time mm-hmm. trying to kill her. So I was not actually ever mad at Amanda the whole time. Um, I'm glad that Jake intervened and like did want to help, like trust Cass in this moment. Yeah, because obviously I do like Cass too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I just was really annoyed at the ending where they all basically, it basically ended with all of them just saying, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Which is kind of funny because hopefully we find out what the fuck they're doing in book two. Uh, I'm so glad there is a book two because it was really giving me like Dusty's diary. Uh-huh. Hey, have you ever been to the Caribbean? The end. Uh-huh. And this one's like, I-, I hope you know where we're going because I don't know what I'm doing. And then I don't know what I'm doing either. The, the end. end. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's cling to that. Fucked up endings, yeah. man. Oh. But, um, okay, now going into predictions. Okay, since you asked the first half of the question first, you want me to ask? Yeah, no. So first? what predictions do you have about the next book then? Okay, so my predictions, because, you know, Chaz did attack Alistair, and they were hoping that he just crawled off and died somewhere. Yeah, so lost his jaw, half his face, like, meh, whatever. Chaz or Alistair? Chaz did. Oh, I'm not talking. They gave his jaw back. Oh, Alistair treated him like a puppy and put it back in place. Yeah, they gave his jaw back. I'm talking. Okay, sorry. Alistair was like beaten because remember. Um, I hope he died in a field. Cass made Chaz attack him. Yeah. He was like, well played. Yeah. But when, when they went back to try and save somebody, Amanda, they had to go back for Amanda. She was chained up in there. Um, Alistair was gone. So he obviously survives. I hope he died in a field, but you're right. He's no. probably the villain in the next book. He obviously survives. Oh, no. He's going to control an army of zombies. And because he has that strong connection with Cass, he's going to be able to find them. Oh, no. You're so right. Like, I'm not disagreeing in no. any way. <laughs> you're just blowing my mind. Um, I mean, obviously we've not read the second book. I'm just like, I'm just so confident this is what's happening. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're probably so correct. Fuck. No. Okay. Tom, the caretaker who, who is a... He'll show up again. I'm hoping he's still alive. He's gonna somehow show up and be helpful in some way. Yep, because he has been the whole book. I don't know how, but I think he will. Um, Alistair's definitely going to be... So there, so okay. The ending is Cass, Amanda, and Jake entering Iowa, trying to find the cure. Well, they don't even know how to get into Iowa first off, so they're well, attempting to attempt to go into but Iowa. But that, that's where Cass comes into play with the psychic, and she's thing. just like, "So fuck, I don't know what I'm doing." And she's gonna try and, and psychically um, lead the way. Uh huh. <laughs> but. The downfall of that is that Alistair is connected with Cass, and he's going to just be able to be right behind her. And, oh, and as we found out from Amanda's brother on those blogs of zombiehood, uh-huh. apparently there is some a scientist in Iowa that has found a cure, and yes. it seems to be an enemy of Alistair. So I'm wondering if we're going to get to know that character more, too. Hopefully. That'd be cool. Um. So, yeah, I don't really know. I think there's obviously going to be a lot of running, a lot of hiding, a lot of... Conflict between the two girls and Jake. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's going... Now... Okay, so in the book one, (laughs) there was um, a secret love triangle because Amanda and Jake didn't know Cass at all. 
But now there's going to be a full-fledged one. Now there's going to be a real life love triangle. Like they're all in all dystopian or whatever. You know, Bella, Jake, and Edward. Uh-huh. Uh, Katniss, Peta, and Gabe. Sure. It's been a while. That's my next book series to was read Gabe, on my own. Was Gabe his name? It was something like that. I don't remember. That's the next one I'm going to read on my own. Um, Like, obviously there's going to be a love triangle Has to be. Has to be. Where? Especially if they're comparing this to warm bodies and all of that. Like, yeah. these books were written the esque of After Twilight and the Hunger Games. Yes. So there is going to be inevitable a love triangle in some capacity. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, there has to be. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think you hit it on the head. Okay, real quick before we go into the what would she do? Yeah. There, after I read this book and I thought about things, there actually is a Netflix series. I don't know if you've seen it. Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, I love that show. I haven't seen the last season, though, so don't ruin it. I won't, but this, I was thinking that this was kind of a very original, well, obviously it was just 2014, Santa Clarita Diet didn't come out until the last year or two. It's just so fucking fantastic. Love it. But she's like a zombie, but when she feeds, she regenerates. And she's very human-like. I'm wondering, did that kind of stem off of this book a little? Could have been because honestly, there. I, I I would like to say we all have original thoughts. Yeah, but eh, there's sometimes no original thoughts, and we have to pull from something. Right. So potentially. But I was thinking this book was so original. But I was like, oh well, Santa Clarita, Clarita Diet was very similar, but that came after. Could have been. So. Could have been. I don't know. There's no just, way to know. There's just a little bit of comparison there, though. Cool, though. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Like, I didn't like, think about that I before. Had, I had nothing to compare Santa Clarita Diet to and prior to reading this right book. Now. And this came out six years ago. Now I want to rewatch this show and finally watch the last season. They better. I know they said they're canceling it, but I, I really want I just more. fucking love Drew Barrymore. Yeah. So, like, my favorite all-time movie is Ever After. And Drew Barrymore is one of my favorite favorite actresses she is so beautiful and phenomenal and this is so (sighs) off topic but i also really love ever after but i haven't seen it in probably like 10 years so we definitely after i move into my house officially do you want to have a movie night and watch ever after yes and i want to watch riding in cars with boys have you seen that no that's one of my favorite drew barrymore movies we're gonna have a drew barrymore night (laughs) let's get fucked up okay all right move on your turn okay what would you do um, I have to read first my questions. <laughs> I I said that pre t- pre pre before prematurely prematurely. <laughs> okay. Um, what would be something you would want to scrub out of your mind and change the details about if you had the opportunity to take the NCD memory, oh. like you sign all those papers. Or do you just have one? You don't have to ex- actually go into it. That's very personal. Would you have like a memory you would be okay with scrubbing away? Let's see. Um, I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't want you to go into too much detail just no, because. No, no, no. Like, I, w- I would yeah. never actually share anything I wasn't willing to share with the world. But, hmm. 
I can't. I know there's something. I just cannot on the spot. Like I can think of a couple little situations maybe okay. for you. Okay. But name them. Not appropriate. Name them. I can edit it out if this. Uh, before Dominican Republic. Oh, like some fights and stuff. Yeah, just like little bickermans here and there, maybe. Mm, I wouldn't want to scrub it from my mind because that would. Um, it would change a whole bunch. That or... would make me feel like I wasn't in control of what I was doing. Okay. So I would. I don't think I would want to change any argument or fight that I had because you know those things happen for a reason. Sure. And you learn and you grow from it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The things I could, I can't. Okay, I can't think of a specific thing right now, but the kind of things I wouldn't mind scrub from my mind will be things that I personally did where I just felt super embarrassed about doing it. <laughs> I feel that, and once again, I couldn't even come up with those situations, but I get you, girl. Yeah, like the in the moment, like when two seconds later, I was like, "Why did I just do or say that?" I wish I could just delete that from my mind so I wouldn't get into that like yeah overthinking process okay cool if you were one of the zombies what would your criteria for killing your meals be I thought pedophiles was a great criteria to check off honestly (laughs) I think the lesbian couple had it right I do too they did like as soon as they were like you know what we only eat pedophiles and I was like you know what Mm -hmm. I could fuck with you guys yeah I could totally be on board. I mean, maybe not be like a triad with y'all, but let let mm-hmm. me live with you guys. Yeah. I'll help you catch people and we can devour them together. Cool, because fuck pedophiles. Exactly. I think any um, pedophile or like a hundred percent for sure, like you're a murderer. Uh-huh. Um and not not someone if you kill be, and there was a good reason for you to kill then sure cool but like serial killers that just kill the kill yeah like like ted bundy super yeah. hot i would still devour you yeah i think those are good that's good criteria to go off of agreed next who would be the first person you'd eat as a zombie <laughs> I have plenty of people in mind. Wait, I'm supposed to say this out loud? No, you don't have to. I just, maybe that was just one of those statements to make you think in the back of your head. Oh. And we could talk about it later. All right. I love Because mine's the same way. I can't talk about it I on air. I can't talk about it on air. But let's talk about it later. All right. Okay, so let me ask you my next one. But if you guys would like to name anyone you'd like to eat, Go ahead and, you know. Fuck yeah. Let us know. Message us. We just can't for <laughs> personal and or legal reasons. Yes. Okay. Um. Next one. Same thing. Personal and or legal reasons. <laughs> if you were Cass, whose mind would you peek into? Oh, that's I can answer that one. Okay, cool. Uh, definitely Will's. Uh-huh. I would totally like to see what Jorge thinks. 100% I would peek into Will's. Um... I'd probably peek into yours a little bit. I feel the same way. <laughs> but only in those times where you shut down on me. That's fair. Like, I do I do have really bad anxiety sometimes where I just shut down. Yeah, like if I could, if we could alleviate, not that we argue a lot, but. I don't, it doesn't happen very often. No, it really doesn't happen very often. It's but a rarity. No, there's a few times where 
we'll be having a conversation and all of a, and I think everything's cool and then all of a sudden you just start to shut down. I'm like, what happened? A lot I, of it I has wish. to do with my anxiety. I have a panic attack and I just don't know how to express I, myself. I wish I could peek into your mind in those moments so I could maybe help and be like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be cool. Um, who else is mine that you'd like to peek into? Hmm. I'm sure there's a lot. But I'm sure, too. Those are the two most personal, like, off the bat that I can think of. Perfect. All right, what about you? Just. Um, I mean, same oh, thing, Jorge. Jorge. I'd like to see kind of what you think about, yeah. but you don't shut down quite as hard as I do. I just, I have such bad anxiety yeah. and panic attacks that sometimes it's just, it's, it's necessary. I'd love to, for you like with to Will? view into my mind yeah. without me having to tell you because yeah. that would re- alleviate be so better right? all of that because you'd be like, okay, Megan, I know you're freaking about this, but uh-huh. it's going to be so much better. Yeah. Like, let me fix it. And like, I know like, every time it happens, you want to fix it. I just can't I express myself. I keep like, what? I, I think I even ask you, like, what just happened? Like, sometimes I don't even know. It's, <laughs> it's only like, I mean, let's truth. This is my truth. Yeah. It's only been later, like in my twenties now that I've realized that I have really bad anxiety I've realized that I do have panic attacks. Mm-hmm. I've had them my whole life. Didn't know what they were because growing up, it wasn't valid to have those feelings. Right. And so now it's I, it's easier for me to express them, but I don't know how to and express them. I'm sure you them. have like little triggers that I – some triggers I know and a lot I probably don't. And so sometimes I'm like, we were having a pleasant conversation and now <laughs> – now – I when I get to too do. overwhelmed and sometimes <laughs> overwhelmed for me is like a, a workload or yeah. sometimes overwhelmed is a mental capacity that like I'm trying to figure out everything and mm-hmm. I just can't. But in the midst of me having my panic attack or my freak outs, yeah. I'm figuring out the solutions. So my brain is like running 110% trying to figure out the solution to why I'm having the panic attack. Yeah. So it'd be cool for you to see that process. <laughs> Because it's really fucked up in my head. And for Will, it would just be – if if I could see into your head, I think I would only peek in in those particular moments. Or, I would appreciate that because that's the only time I'd really you know want you I mean? to peek in. I think I would respect your your privacy and mostly I don't want to like 100% know what yeah. you're thinking. Like that's not cool. But with Will, maybe not 100% of the time, but he's kind of similar. Not that he shuts down like – well, actually, I shut down just like you in very tense moments. Yeah. We're like kindred spirits in a really weird way. You both just won't tell me what the fuck you're thinking sometimes. It's like, (laughs) it's like me and Will are the same person and you and Jorge are the same person. So it just makes sense that we're all such great friends. Okay. Uh, My last one for you. Yeah. I guess it's kind of similar to what we were just talking about. Um, What would you do if you had psychic powers like gas? Well, obviously, I look into people's minds. Uh, <laughs> that's just kind of it. I don't really have too much more to add to that. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't asking, like, for specific people you would, like, peek into. But, like, um, not only could she peek into people's minds, though, she could manipulate their minds. Um, and as she was learning, unfortunately, through Alistair, she could actually kind of block people out like make yourself kind of invisible i feel like that would be something i would utilize more is to block myself out from other people yeah because i am such a introverted extrovert mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds so weird <laughs> i'm so introverted at times but i'm such an extrovert yeah that like i would want to just 
yeah. don't know, look into people and be like my like introvert self. Yeah. To be my extrovert self. It's it's, it's a weird dynamic no. for sure. I get that. All right. Well, that's all I have for you. So. That's all I have for you. Oh, you're done too? I'm done too. Oh, well, look at that. Cool. Okay. Well, since we're done with that. Fuck yeah. That was a good book. If y'all have not read this book, please go read it. It is a really qu- quick read. Oh, and we should mention there's a movie. It sure is. Which um, we're not doing that next time, but we will get to it. And the movie gonna... book comparison. And it's been a while since we've done a, a comparison, so that's the reason we chose this book. Oh, 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 oh. And we should mention that hopefully, finally, The Woman in the Window is going to be a movie. And hopefully, oh, yeah. it is a movie. But Okay, so I read an article that Netflix is rights to it. So, because obviously it couldn't be released in theaters mm-hmm. because of fucking COVID-19. But um, Netflix is getting the rights to it and they're in the negotiations based on the re- article that I read. But there's no ETA. But eventually, eventually we'll get to do uh, our comparison, even though we planned this out pre-COVID. Months and months ago. So, that was supposed to be our next movie comparison, but we don't know when that's going to happen. If but- not, this is, and you'll get it at some point. Yes, we're going to do it. We'll let you know we're going to do it. Um, but let's see. Ooh, next week. Oh, next week. <gasps> I'm so excited. So excited. Okay. Okay. Okay, Nicole, you take it. Okay. I'm just, uh, I can't even continue We're both myself. so excited. Next week is our one year podcast anniversary. Ah, so excited. And so the you all, all we're going to do is celebrate our one year anniversary of being a podcast and give gifts we're gonna give gifts to each other um we're gonna do sort of a recap we're just gonna talk about everything that's happened in this last year of starting this podcast and holy shit it has oh been God. a year it's been a fucking year like wow wow <laughs> so you look forward to that we're just yes. so excited to share just like our year-long journey and if you've just started listening to our podcast now just know that we started from, <laughs> and uh, we've gone and we're through here. so much. And we have, um, we have some uh, news that we want to share, like our goals and stuff for yes. the future. So you look, just look forward to that. Please join us next week. Um, we're just gonna have a good time. I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. Until then, where can they find us? Yes, absolutely. You can find us at Reader Around the Rose at Instagram and I'm actually kind of blanking right now. I'm just so excited. Gmail. And Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> I read around the rosé on Facebook. Yep. I'm just too excited. I can't remember. It's fine. Um, until then. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later. Yay!